Welcome to the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Here you will find powerful messages from our ministry founder and president, Patrick Baker. You will also hear interviews and testimonies, all designed to encourage God's people to come higher in Christ Jesus and experience true power in Him. Join us every week on our prayer line every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. and Tuesday and Friday nights at 7.30 and 9 p.m. respectively. All times are Eastern Standard Time. And now, without further ado, sit back and enjoy the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Happy Thursday, everyone. Blessed Thursday and good evening. Uh, tonight is a um, Bible study tonight. We praise God for everyone that has come and made it on the line tonight. We want to give God thanks for each and every one. And we want to give thanks for um, his mercies, whether you've been um, through a long day of work or it may be your day off. We give God thanks and praise for this wonderful day. And if you're not having a good day today, we pray that tonight as we come together, the Lord the Holy Spirit will definitely rejuvenate and help one another. So tonight, as I said, uh, each and every other night, we each and every other Thursday, we have our Bible study night, and the next Thursday would be our prayer, praise, and testimony session. And tonight we have a special um, speaker tonight, which we've had before, and we're going we're going to be having Sister Diana, and I believe. Um, she's done a couple um, powerful Bible studies, which you could definitely follow on our But to Christ um, audio section. Just go to the websites and click the audio tab. And you'll definitely see many more podcasts such as tonight. And feel free to share those with your family, with your coworkers, with anyone. It's just encouragement and prayers, intercessory, and powerful testimonies that we share weekly what the Lord has done. But without further ado, I will be starting with the opening uh, with a word of prayer. So let us pray, brethren. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you in thanksgiving and worship, Lord, to your holy name. As we come together tonight, Lord, from afar, um, near and afar, Lord, we just wanna give you thanks and recognize you once again as our creator, and the giver of life, the giver of breath. Lord, we worship you and thank you. I pray, Lord, tonight that your Holy Spirit will definitely lead, and Lord, you will break all powers that are, are trampling us down, Lord. I pray tonight you will lift burdens, and that your word, O oh God, will come with power and rejuvenation and life in us. Lord, we ask thee that your precious blood will be upon each and every one of us. Wash us from our sins, Lord. All unrighteousness, everything that exalts itself against you, Lord, I pray now will be blocked and blotted out in Jesus' name. As we come together, Lord, I pray, Lord, that your angels will will abide with us and just create an environment of peace, Lord, where we can actually focus. Take away every distracting. Take away every noise in our thoughts, Lord that we we may be able to open your word and read along with one another. I pray, Lord, for your blessing and your reconsecration upon your daughter, Sister Diana. I pray, Lord, that you touch her lips now. Wash her afresh under your blood. Find her behind your cross. And I pray, Lord, that you will truly bless her as well with the word. May she learn something Uh, eye-opening, Lord, that she has not uh, seen before in her teaching. So now, Lord, we present to you this hour, and we pray that you have your own way. Rejuvenate us, I pray. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray. With thanksgiving, amen. Amen. And at this moment, I will definitely invite our songbird for the uh, hour here. We'll be hearing a song of meditation from our sister Isabella. So sister Isabella, if you're there, just please press star start to meet your phone. Go right ahead. Hello, good night. Hello, good night. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, so the song of meditation will be coming from Hymn 100, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changes not thy compassion they fail not as thou hast been thou Praise the name of the Lord.
thank you, Sister Isabella. We appreciate that rejuvenating, uh, praising song to the Lord. Mercy. In Psalm 62, verse 5, it says, My soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. Praise the Lord. So at this moment, brethren, we are inviting Sister Diana. Please press start, um, star, star to unmute your phone, please. And we uh, welcome you. Praise the Lord. We're not hearing you as yet, Sister Diana. Can anybody from the U.S. line just press star star to unmute your phone so we know that the U.S. line is hearing? I believe they are hearing, but uh, we aren't hearing on the Canadian line there. Sorry, brethren. Just give us a second. Okay, so I'm going to, I'll just reconnect the U.S. line, okay? One moment. Okay, thank you. Okay, Brother Sean, we've been reconnected. Praise the Lord, Sister Diana. Hello, Brother Sean. Good evening. Hi. Good evening. We can hear you loud and clear. Praise the Lord. Oh, great. And happy Thanksgiving to those who are in the U.S. at this time. Amen. Happy Thanksgiving. So um, tonight I want to talk about health. And before I dive into my topic, I just want to offer a quick word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we are thankful that you have spared our life to meet again in this fashion. Father, we need your love. We need your guidance. And we need your understanding. We know, Lord, that you want us to be well. So as we go through this Bible study, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will forgive us of our sins and help us, Lord, to get from this study what each person needs to get tonight. We welcome the Blessed Trinity to our worship and study time. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Okay. So, God is interested in every aspect of our lives, our physical, spiritual, and mental health. We are living in a sinful world, and from time to time, we will get sick. And the good news is, God wants us to be whole. When we're ill, it affects our entire body. For example, the toothache can be very disruptive to our lives as it sends shock waves throughout the body. It seems as if your whole body is in pain. This is because the rest of our body empathizes with the member that is suffering. Although we are made up of different parts, we are one. Just like the church, we are one body in Christ, and we must empathize with each other and help each other heal from trauma, chronic illnesses, and whatever that person is experiencing at the moment. And tonight, I just want to look at Psalm 139, verse 14. And you can look at that in your Bible as well. I'm going to read it in your hearing. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, that my soul know it right well. It is the will of God that we have perfect bodies at birth. However, in our world today, children are being born with many defects, as well as chronic illnesses, which is as a result of sin. Some, of, some are as a result of um, years of drug abuse by one or both parents, 
or genetic deformities. And according to WebMD, the top five defects are heart defects, more than one million births worldwide yearly, neural tube defects, including spina bifida, this curvature, curvature of the spine, nearly 324,000 births worldwide yearly, blood disorders, such as sickle cell disease, more than 307,000 births worldwide yearly, Down syndrome, more than 217,000 births worldwide yearly. So, in his word, the scripture says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. So for those children who are born with those defects, they, in my mind, I'm thinking that they were not fearfully and wonderfully made. Does anyone want to have any, do you want to make a comment on this? Press star star to mute your phone. To unmute your phone. Do you have a comment or a thought about this scripture? I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Okay, I'll move on. My second text is from Third John. Sister Diana, Sister Michelle. Um, in regards to that text, fearfully and wonderfully made. Um mm-hmm. That is one of my favorite texts. That's a text that I always remind my children about mm-hmm. in regards to the way that the Lord has created them and formed them. And also to remind them that it's also reminded that they can be themselves because the Lord only created one of them. And he made them in such a way and molded them and fashioned them in such a way that there's no need to be anybody else because they are fearfully and wonderfully made. So I really... Yeah. Love that scripture. I go to it all the time for a reminder, you know, that the Lord saw me from the inward parts. And no matter the way I look, no matter what's going on internally, externally, whatever the case is, the Lord fashioned me in that way for a purpose. And therefore, because he has a purpose for me, I will live out that purpose because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made because he made me, he created me, he knit me in my mother's womb. So that's my comment on that. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Sister Michelle. That's a very good comment. Yes, God has a purpose for everything, and he knows why some of us have handicaps and some of us are made perfect, but he can still use that handicap for his purpose and his glory. Well done. Okay, so I'm moving on to the next text, which is Third John 2, 1. Beloved, I wish above all that you may prosper and be in good health as your soul prospereth. Here, God is reassuring us that he wants to heal our minds and bodies and give us peace. When we are unwell, We have no peace because our minds are consumed with all the symptoms we're experiencing, especially when there is pain and we do not know what is going on. Moving along, I'm going to go to Isaiah 53, verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. So before we were even born, Jesus was wounded and bruised for our sins. He was punished in order for us to have the peace that we enjoy, the peace of the Holy Spirit. Even though sometimes, you know, we have chaos and turmoil in the world, we have that inner peace because we have that connection with God. And by the stripes that were laid upon him, we are healed. So through his suffering, Jesus made that provision for healing for us, spiritual and physical healing. So he was thinking of us 
and he knew that we were going to get sick. So by his stripes, we are healed. So we can claim this passage of scripture when we are sick. Speak this back to God. God, I know you are going to heal me. Your word says so, that by Jesus' stripes, through his stripes, I am healed. And I'm going to open up here for a comment. Does anyone want to make a comment on the two verses, Isaiah and John chapter 3, verse 2? Our stars to unmute your phone. Have a comment. Okay, I will go to the next text. This one is taken from... Um, Jeremiah chapter, spare me one moment here. Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 17. For I will restore health unto thee, and I will heal thee of thy wounds, saith the Lord. Because they call thee an outcast, saying, This is Zion, whom no man seeketh after. And this text also is a promise of restoration of health and healing from wounds. Physical, whether they are physical or emotional or spiritual wounds. And it's also for those, you know, who are going through chronic health issues and they're being shunned by their friends, family, and even their church brothers and sisters because they don't understand what they're going through and um, they just don't want to hear it. And sometimes, you know, they might turn the other way because if they get involved, it means that they'll have to help. And so they just cast the person aside. Yeah, but I just want to say to the person, to whoever, you know, is going through stuff, that Jesus is the only one who is patient, he's compassionate, and he's kind enough to stay with us and see us through the rough patches when we are sick. As he said, he will never leave you and he'll never forsake you, and he's our comforter, he's our friend, and he's our God and he's our king. Does anyone have a comment? You want to make a comment or ask a question? Just press star star to unmute your phone. My last text is going to be from Exodus 20:15, verse 26. And said, if thou wilt diligently hearten to the voice of the Lord thy God and will do that which is right in his sight and will give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the God that healeth thee. Here we're seeing that God's healing is conditional. And this is based on our obedience to God's law. If we are faithful to him, he will not allow the sicknesses of the Egyptians to come upon us. As he said to Israel, so it is for us. But yet he promised to heal us because it is in his nature to help us and not allow us to suffer indefinitely. So once we confess our sins and we turn to him, he will forgive us and help us, healing us, opening up the door for us to get to the right people who can help us or the information that we need, life-saving information in a timely manner. I'm moving along. So it is during the time of uncertainty 
that God wants to come wants us to come to him in simple faith and speak his word back to him and ask him for direction, guidance, in order to find our way back to health and wellness. God can heal us instantly, and I'm sure we have all experienced immediate answers to prayer in the past, whether it was healing from the cold, flu, pain, or even financially. And we praise him and we say, God is so good. Yet when the big storm comes, such as an incurable illness or a complicated illness, we bow to the fear instead of building our faith and trust in him. We must go to him in humility and sincerity and confess our sins, praying his words back to him and asking him to speak to us about the illness and leave the outcome to him while still loving and trusting him whether we are healed totally or partially. Although we all think we're perfect, sometimes God might want to work on multiple defects in our characters and thus the delay in our healing. Does anyone want to make a comment or ask a question at this time? Press star star to unmute your phone. Mr. Ben, you hear me? Praise the Lord. Yes. Yes. Okay, my question is, um, is this COVID the Egyptian disease? One. And secondly, mm-hmm. you heard the first part? No, I didn't hear you. Okay, I'm in a noisy Go background, ahead. but okay. is this COVID? Is this COVID the COVID, Egyptian mm-hmm. disease? Yeah, is it the Egyptian disease? COVID. One. You heard? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and second point is, uh, is it catching Christians? Is it killing Christians, real Christians? How would you compare? If it's, if it's killing Christians? Oh, you're asking me if the COVID-19, is it, if, it's, if it's an Egyptian disease, and is it killing Christians or Christians dying from it? Is that your question, Brother Patrick? Yeah, yes. Hello? Okay. Well, in response to the COVID-19, well, the Bible tells us that in the last days we are going to have plague and pestilences. As a Christian, I don't think that it came from God. I think it's the orchestration of the devil. However, I feel that God allowed it to happen because he's preparing his people for what is next. And it is sad that people, you know, at first, I think people are now seeing it as a novelty. And because they have not been touched or anyone close to them, they said, okay, you know, it's business as usual. Oh, COVID, COVID, COVID. Let me go about doing, you know, so we are not getting it. And it is so sad. And I think, you know, it's a time for Christians to come together, get in the word, to pray and ask for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and ask the Lord, what part does this COVID-19 play in the fulfillment of prophecy? Lord, teach me, open up my eyes, and teach me how to observe the times that we are living in so that I will not be caught off guard. You know, I will even know beforehand that something is coming and how to prepare for it. And I think, you know, Christians are, have died and Christians are dying from it. And I don't know the reason why they are dying. Maybe it's because the Lord knows because God is going to put a lot of people to sleep because they will not be able to stand because of their faith. They are ready right now, but some people are not able to go through certain crucibles. They are ready to give up. Like, you know, I once heard this story about um, these gunmen that went into the church. And um, they said they were going to kill everybody. And one of them said, um, will the real Christians stand up? And everybody went through the door. Only a few persons were left. So when all of them went out, the pastor said, okay, let's continue with the sermon. The Christians are here. It's, it's a ser- serious time that we are living in. And it's not time for us to act as though it is business as usual. We need to be about God's business and in a constant state of readiness 
And everything that is going on in the world is a distraction from the devil. And he wants us to focus on all the negativity that is out there and take our eyes off Jesus. You know, Christians sometimes they spend hours, multiple hours watching television and, you know, all the negative news and getting angry and all riled up. And the devil loves that. He loves that. God's people, pay attention and stay in the word or you're going to be in some serious trouble. You're going to get left behind when that time of trouble, which is imminent, starts. Does that answer your question, Brother Patrick? Okay, does anyone else want to make a comment? He probably just couldn't unmute because he's at work, Sister Diana, but I'm sure it answered his question. Praise God. Okay, okay, good, good. Well, all right, then let me continue because I have, you know, a little bit of information here that I want to get through. If I don't get through everything tonight, then I can always have a part two. Okay, so we are all familiar with the saying that health is wealth, and sadly, Many of us are forced to endure poverty and undue hardship due to poor health. The diseases of the 21st century are very complex. They produce symptoms for which doctors have no answer, and many times people go undiagnosed for years and even die. The top three frequently diagnosed conditions in the USA are cancer, diabetes, and cardiovascular diseases. However, according to Hippocrates, the father of medicine, all disease begins in the gut, and some of the most prevalent health issues in our society today are related to the gut. And some of the symptoms that people complain of are bloating, gas, abdominal pain, indigestion, insomnia, chronic fatigue, loss of appetite, weight, loss or gain, among other issues. Our bodies and our brains are intimately connected have you ever been confronted with a chronic health issue that you cannot explain? Although you spend hours in prayer, requested prayers and change your diet and probably also had the elders anointed you and the problem persists to the point of getting worse. Some symptoms might be abdominal pain, the bloating and the gas and the indigestion, dizziness, palpitation, constipation or diarrhea food sensitivities, brain fog, and insomnia. And sometimes these symptoms might occur shortly after a meal or sometimes after certain activities or maybe show up several days later. Well, when these symptoms start to take place in the body, it is the brain that is telling you. The brain is communicating to your body through the vagus nerve which channels information from the gut to the brain and vice versa. That something is going on. And the parasympathetic nervous system, which is a branch of the central nervous system, is the rest and relax state, while the sympathetic nervous system is the fight, flight. prepares you, you give the in, in, um, adrenaline that prepares you to fight. Like if you're running a race and you need that extra energy, that's the sympathetic nervous system that fuels you to propel farther. So when we are in a crisis, our sympathetic nervous system prepares us for the fight or flight response. And in the fight or flight response, suddenly the breathing will become labored, you find yourself sweating profusely, the heart is racing, you have nausea and even vomiting at times. And on the other hand, the parasympathetic nervous system brings the body into a calm and relaxed state. This is where digestion and rest take place. So one of the worst thing you could ever do is to be upset or angry and eat. That food is not going anywhere. It's going to sit in your stomach and rot. Food should be eaten when your body is at rest and you're calm and peaceful. That is when 
the digest good digestion takes place and the body is nourished and uh, that promotes good health i mentioned a little earlier about the vagus nerve you know it's also called the wandering nerve because it goes from the brain to the gut and vice versa so the vagus nerve represents the main component of the parasympathetic nervous system which oversees a vast array of crucial bodily functions including the control of the mood so if you are in a bad mood blame it on the vagus nerve the signal is being blocked immune response digestion and heart rate it establishes one of the connection between the brain and the gastrointestinal tract and sends information about the state of the inner organ to the brain via afferent fibers. As a result, this nerve plays an important role in the relationship between the gut, the brain, and inflammation. The vagus nerve carries an extensive range of signals from digestive system and organs to the brain and vice versa. It is the 10th cranial nerve extending from its origin in the brainstem through the neck and the thorax down to the abdomen. Some of the, um, the signals, when our gut is in a state of dysbiosis, which is simply an imbalance of the microbiota in our body, we have millions of microorganisms living in our gut and they all have different functions. So the good ones have functions and the bad ones have functions as well. However, when the bad ones get out of control, it weakens our immune system's ability to fight off these invaders, resulting in the onset of autoimmune diseases, such as inflammatory bowel disease, Crohn's and ulcerative colitis, multiple sclerosis, type 1 diabetes, allergies and asthma, and even autism. Prolonged use of antibiotics also does permanent damage to some of the gut flora. And 70% of our immune system resides in our gut. So if our gut is not, if, if we have a bad gut, it means that our immune system is out of whack and we are in danger. Our bodies are inflamed. And if we don't get rid of that inflammation, it's going to lead to something else. Because every illness that you can think of, cancer, diabetes, heart disease, it starts out with inflammation in the body. So it's very important, you know, that we take very good care of our bodies. And especially, you know, in the 21st century, I mean, like probably 30 years ago, it was so easy. We need to go into a doctor and say, oh, doctor, I'm having a headache, you know, so and so and so. And he said, okay, this is, it is a migraine. Let me give you this medication. I think it's going to help. But these days, it is so difficult for doctors to diagnose because of the multiplicity of symptoms. And these symptoms are all interrelated. They call them comorbidities, meaning that they belong to more than one um, disease. So in some cases, you know, they might resort to a particular course of treatment based on your symptoms and you end up taking multiple medications, even though, you know, they don't know. So they put you on three, four different drugs and said, okay, I think this will help you go home and take it and then come back in three months if you don't get better. So it is just so important for us to become our own health advocate. We must become acquainted with our bodies. Sometimes, you know, we get so busy, we don't know what is going on in our bodies when our bodies are communicating with us and telling us that something is not right. And we keep missing it. Oh, I think it's just, you know, indigestion, or I think it's just gas. And you pass it off, and you've been passing it off for years until one day that gas explodes on you and you find yourself in pain and then you end up in the emergency, you know, something else. So I would um, encourage everyone to 
start a diary. You write down any symptoms that you experience on a daily basis and the events that are connected to the symptom, whether it happened after you had breakfast or a certain food or after exercise or whatever it is, no matter how simple it is. Because when you go to your doctor and if you are able to tell them something, they're able to help you more. Because when you go into the doctor's office, they're going to say, what brought you in today? Doctor, I'm having a pain. Yeah. But if you can say to them, you know, doctor, over the last three months, I've been having, you know, bloating. Every time I have milk or every time I eat bread, I've been um, having bloating. You know, it has been happening. You know, I get it every morning, whatever, and stuff. I can say, okay, I think let's do some tests here and see if you have celiac diseases or you are lactose intolerant. So we need to. Are we going to kind of, you know, on the hamster wheel, just taking one med to the next med? So just get your journal, write down your symptoms, your triggers, and put a date on it. And you keep that for at least three months. And, you know, so that's a good way to get handled on things so that when you go in and they're telling you that, and then do your research too. I mean, the web, there's so much information on the web. Go to Google. Type in your symptoms and see what, I mean, not every information on it, you know, is accurate, but at least you can get some information. Write it down. When you go to the doctor and they say, oh, and you take it, you can say, no, you know, I don't think it's this because so and so and so and so. You you won't argue with them. You know, I remember once I was in the hospital and they were trying to get me to take meds and I'm like, what are you treating me for? No, I am not taking that med. And, you know, so the doctors, they said, oh, you are well informed. I said, thank you very much. I do that. I mean, like my test, previous tests that I did, I kept every single one, and I take them in. And I remember one doctor said to me, oh, I give you five stars for bringing this food. Think about bringing in, you know, like an EKG. Yeah, I brought it in so that he can know, you know, where I'm coming from. So, we, we, you know, we have to start taking better care of ourselves. We care for everyone else, and we're just rushing around, being busy, 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 and we don't have any time. And sometimes, you know, the Holy Spirit is telling us, hey, something is wrong. You need to hold up and listen. And sadly, we don't listen until it's too late. And the Holy Spirit is always talking to us, and God is faithful. And if you're sick, God can heal you. And he will tell you exactly what to do, step by step, take this herb. And you have to, and whenever God speaks, you must act immediately. Don't wait. Just get up and go. You know that it's the voice of God. It's not somebody telling you it is the voice of God. Get up and go. But sometimes we put it off. And even myself, you know, I do it, but thank God. The Holy Spirit will remind me later this is what you need to do. I want us to pray. I have a lot more information. I think I'm going to have to save it for another time because I want us to pray, and I also want to give a quick testimony as well and about how the Lord has been leading me, you know, because I got sick. I was had the perfect health, was never sick. And all of a sudden, I just find myself getting sick and in and out of the ER. Doctors don't know what is wrong. And I just kept losing weight and deteriorating over a period of time. And I remember, you know, I had dropped to like 105 pounds. And uh, I was just crying out to God. I mean, I'd done everything that the Holy Spirit told me to do before, but that it helped me to a certain point, but then there was something else that I needed to get help with. And I was crying out to God and praying that morning. I said, Lord, are you trying to kill me? Sometimes I just get up in God's face like that. 
and I got off my knees, you know, because I was mostly in bed anyway, went back to bed, and then the Holy Spirit said to me, you need to go and see a chiropractor. And I'm like, huh. So I dismissed it, and then two hours later, which was around 10 a.m. in the morning, the Holy Spirit brought it back to my mind. You need to go on the Internet and look up a chiropractor. So I said, okay. So I looked up, and then I found one. First one I found, I called them, and they said, you can come in this afternoon. We will give you a free consultation. I said, okay, you know, let me go, because I didn't know what was going on with me, and I got to the point where I could barely walk. I was bent over. I never had any pain, but I could barely walk. And so I ambled my way to the chiropractor, and then they said they needed to do some x-rays. And um, when they did the x-rays, they told me, you are in a bad shape. It's like my body weight has shifted to one side of my body. I was 45 pounds heavier on my left side. And they, you know, totally emaciated. So he said that um, I need to start working on you right away. And I had to start treatment three days a week until I got to do, I mean, my neck was so stiff. It's like rigor mortis. I was alive and rigor mortis had set in. They couldn't turn my neck. And each week I would go and I would look at the concern on his face, but still I kept hope. I said, you know, I know my neck is going to turn and I'm going to get better. I just had the faith to believe. And I had people praying for me, of course. And eventually, within six months, I started feeling better. And I was able to walk. My posture improved. And I was better to the point where I was able to, because I wasn't working for a long time, to start doing a little work. And I stayed with them for about 18 months. That was the time it took for me to completely experience that healing that the Lord wanted me to have. So, brethren, we need to pray and have faith, no matter how rough it is, how difficult it is. God is he's a way maker, and he's going to help you, but you have to show God that you want to be helped. So what I would like to do now, I would like to open up the meeting for a couple prayers for healing. We want to pray for the sick those who are physically sick, those who are mentally sick, those who are emotionally sick, those who are demon-possessed. Another thing, too, most of the time when people, you know, have, like, gut issues, especially a bad gut, they are often angry and mean-spirited. And when you are angry and mean-spirited, you are opening yourself wide up for the devil and the demonic oppression. So I would like a couple volunteers to pray, and then I myself will pray. I think we'll pray for like three minutes each. So who would want to pray tonight? I'd like to. Go ahead, please. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we, your children, can humble our hearts before you another time. We thank you for Sister Diana that you've used this evening to help us to stay focused on you and understand, Lord, that you're still there even when we are going through difficult circumstances. Oh, Father, we just want to ask you to forgive us all on this prayer line of our sins and just cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And as we call upon you tonight, we ask, Lord, that you will hear us. Dear Lord, there are many of us who are ailing and family members and friends we know who are ailing. Some people have psychological illnesses and some maybe, um, Lord, just the general health situation and some may even have uh, need financial healing, Lord. You know the situation with all of us. So I want to 
place every person on this prayer line at this time on um, before you. And I pray for those two who asked for prayer. Ask each of us on this line for prayer, to remember them in our prayers. Dear Lord, we are not worthy to come before you this evening, but I know you understand our hearts, Lord. Our desire is to serve you and to do the things that please you so you can reach deep inside us, Lord, and do the things you want to do for us. So I pray, God, that we will let go at this time and let you have your way in us. And dear Lord, I just beg and ask you that when you have healed our bodies, that we'll give you all the praise and all the glory. I pray against, O oh Father, heart disease, diabetes that leads to heart disease. Dear Father, I pray against cancer. I pray against diseases that we know not what it is. I pray against diseases, dear Jesus, high blood pressure. I pray against, Lord, lung issue and all these diseases that keep us down and drain our energies and cause us, dear Father, to stay focused on the disease instead of on you. I pray against Amen. them in the mighty name of Jesus. And I say, Jesus, you are the healer. You said to us in your word, in Isaiah 41, dear Lord, verse 10, that you, we should call upon you, Lord, and you will hear us. You'll deliver us, dear Father, from our enemies. And so we thank you and we claim that promise, dear Father. We thank you, dear Jesus, that whenever we call, you hear us. Before we call, Amen. you hear us. Amen. So we give you all the praise and we give you all the glory tonight for the healing that we on the spirit line have received. And we say, Amen. Lord, thank you from our hearts, the bottom of Amen. our hearts, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you, my sister. Amen. And one more volunteer, please. Three minutes. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, Most High God, Creator of the Universe. You are wonderful. You are mighty. You are gigantic. You are long-suffering. It's not your will that any one of us should perish, but we should have life and have life in abundance and have not only life but have a happy, be mentally alert at the age of 99, be able to move and think and run. Heavenly Father, help us to trust you, to know you, and the power of your resurrection. You say in all our ways, the way that we eat, the way that we think, the way that we dress, we must trust you. We must know you. We must acknowledge you. We are not our own. We belong to you. So help us, Father, to take time out from our busy schedule and sit and relax at the feet of Jesus. Take away the worry, the anger, the frustration from us. Because, Father, these things make us sick. It makes us um, get anxious. And we, 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 um, it's not good for our mentality, Father. We pray for total healing. We pray for peace. Help us to realize that we cannot do it on our own. We need you. Thank you, Father, for this young lady with such great information and such encouragement. I pray that we don't just listen, but we will um, put it into action, Father. Remember that we are children of the Most High. We got to be obedient. We got to listen. We got to be the, the men and women that you want us to be. So continue, Father, to forgive us of our sins. Continue, Father, to wash us from the crown of our head to our sole of our foot. Continue, Father, to make us holy, thine. If ever we need you is right now. Spirit of the living God, blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, take charge, take control. Help us, O oh Father. Help us, O oh Father, 
Help us, O oh Father, if ever we need Amen. is right now. Have your way in our life. Father, Amen. forgive us. We pray for strength to say no to temptation, to the sugary food, to the greasy food, to the things that is not of you. We cannot Amen. say no, own, but we need you, Father to be eaten between meals, Father. Help us to have three meals, two meals, and call it done. Drink lots of water and Amen. lots of shine Amen. and go out in our neighborhood and say, hi, hello, Jesus, love you. All that is healing for the soul, for the body. Father, 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 come to our rescue. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is always in the way. Amen. Have Thank your you, way. Father, have your way. Father, have your way. Father, have your way. Spirit of the living God, Lord of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, take charge. Today is Thanksgiving, and what we're doing, we just continue to eat, eat, and have a good time, and say one life to live. It's Thanksgiving. It's time to, it's time to gobble up, gobble up, gobble up. Help us, O oh God, to get up from that table and to jump on our knees and okay. feast on your word so that we can be better children of the Most High. Yeah. We love Amen, you. Jesus. We praise you. We worship you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 All right, I'm going to close out the meeting by saying a prayer for everybody on the line. Heavenly Father, we come to you again in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, we ask that you forgive us of our sins, O oh God, and purge us and make us worthy, O oh God, to come into your presence, to call upon your name. Father, we are just like the children of Israel. Even worse than them, O oh God, because the conveniences that we have now, they never had it. We are a stiff-necked generation. Yeah. And I pray in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that you will loose us, O oh God, from the bounds that Satan, the devil has us in the strongholds of Satan, oh God, from principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. Lord, we ask that you send your holy angels, oh God, to cover your people on the line right now. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that they renew their faith and trust in you, oh God, and that they'll put you first in their lives, Heavenly Father and that your life will be fulfilled and enriched by your power, by your might, and by your Holy Spirit. Father, you want to talk to us. You want to heal us. You want to lead us, oh God, into wholeness in mind, body, and spirit. You want us, Heavenly Father, to be a community, one with you and not one with each other. So as we go through the rest of this week and into the weekend, we ask, Heavenly Father, that you instruct us that you chastise us and you baptize us afresh and fill us, O oh God. We are filled to the um, hilt, Lord, with the worldly food. So fill us with the spiritual food, O oh God, and clean out our God's heavenly Father and make them pure and holy so that we can hear from you, Father. In Jesus' holy name I pray. Amen. Amen. I want to thank you all. For coming and meeting and communing with me tonight on the, at this Bible study, and I pray that the Lord will bless you all and watch over you. And as you go into the weekend, may you take the name of Jesus with you, child of sorrow and child of war, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, Amen sister. Amen. Good night, everybody. Good night. Have a good night. Thank you. Praise God. Thank you, Sister Diane. And thank you for closing us off. Brethren, we invite you to come back at 5 a.m. in the morning where we could fellowship with one another to start off the day. I pray that everyone will have a great night and enjoy your Thanksgiving, whether with family or on the phone or through video calls or what you may be doing through this season. So have a good night as we sign off. What does it take to be free? Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Bun to Christ Ministries podcast. We hope that you were blessed. Feel free to visit our website at buntochrist.com for more content and information. 
Also, feel free to contact us at buntochrist70 at gmail.com with your prayer requests or any questions you may have. May God richly bless you, and we'll see you next time.